And uh, let's turn in our Bibles this morning to the book of Joshua. Uh, now, uh, Miss Arlene, could you please put up our, uh, our decrees? So 2023 is the year of decree. Can I get an amen? It's the year of declaration. It's the year that we're speaking life. We're speaking over our life. We're speaking over our children. We're speaking things. And as we begin to make some decrees this year, uh, we've already seen some amazing things happen. And uh, we're going to close out another one today, and uh, we'll be ready to move on. And let's talk about these for just a moment. So, say them with me. I decree that in 2023... I will know Jesus better. Now, we spent a whole uh, time talking about that and building a relationship, coming into personal relationship with Jesus. If you have not yet said, Jesus, I make you Lord of my life. I confess my sins. I give you my heart. You need to make that declaration. And then you need to follow in water baptism. You need to follow his, his commands, and you need to begin to read His Word. And you need to begin to say, Lord, show me Jesus. Reveal Jesus. I encourage you, uh, if you're starting that journey, uh, to read the book of St. John. There, all, the, all the Gospels are great. I love Luke. I love all of them. But, but John's a good thing to read. But you know what? Read. Get, get that in. Put it in your heart. You can read out of any version you like. I like the New Living Translation. Uh, it's not a version. Uh, they took it straight from Greek and Hebrew and translated it into our, our, our language today. And uh, it, it's easy reading. Uh, but I still read King James too. Uh, just whatever, whatever you like. But I encourage you to read God's Word. We decree that this year we're going to know Jesus better. We want to get to the end of the year and say, you know what? I have a stronger relationship with Jesus than I started the year with. Amen? I decree... That in 2023, I will be in better health. Yuck. <laughs> Since I made that decree, the Bible says faith without works is dead. Since I first made that decree, I'm down 17 pounds. It's hard, it's not fun. I don't like denying my flesh. I haven't had a Dr. Pepper in 10 weeks. That's not fun. Had a Coke Zero. It's not the same. See, you can drink a few sips of that and like, eh, it's fine. Now Amy's got me kind of little afternoon sometimes, what we call it. Treat unsweet tea from Sonic with cranberry. Put a couple pumps of cranberry. Still fat-free, but it's good. It's good stuff. Just a little treat. I don't even say it's fat-free. Probably, you know, those cranberries. But, but, but anyway, it, you got to... Listen, it's not, about, it's not about being perfect. It's about being consistent. We have lots of cheat days. Today's a cheat day. You say, Pastor, how are you going to cheat? <laughs> See, my, my, my cousin is 96 years old. He fell and broke four ribs. He's in the, the rehab. And he has requested a pecan Sunday from Andy's Custards. And I'm going to go and get him one. And then I'm going to get me one, too. I've done good all week. It's not about being perfect. It's about being consistent. I'll do better tomorrow. I'm going to eat a good healthy lunch. But you know what? It's not easy. But I decreed it. And then I had to put some faith and I had to put some action to that decree. And, and it, it's just nice to put, to put on your pants and not to have to... And then be up here preaching and I have no circulation in my legs. All the blood's cut off. And get home and you undo it and you're just like. <sighs> it, it, it feels good. But, it, but it's hard work. I decreed it. I'm going to keep doing good. I decree 
that in 2023 I will prosper financially. So we have been all month long, and we're going to close out today, and it's going to be more than really that because I've got a lot of things to talk to you about, but I'm just going to mention it again. If you want to prosper financially, you must do it God's way. Because God said, I maketh rich, and I addeth no sorrow. There's a lot of rich, wealthy people, but they didn't sleep good last night. Because they're worried about the stock market. They're worried about banks closing. They're worried about all kind of things. And then there's those who got it illegally, and they're worried that the cops and the IRS are going to show up. But when you do it God's way and you do it right, you can lay your head on your pillow at night and be blessed. And we've talked about it over and over this month. It's not about having everything and more money than, than, and just, you know, just being crazy. It's about having all your needs met. Having everything you need, your bills paid, money and savings, and some to bless and honor others. And we've said it over and over and over and over, God first. God first. We'll come back to that. I decree that in 2023, I will build healthy relationships with family and friends. We spent the entire month of February, the love month, talking about building relationships with our friends, with our family, about renewing relationships, about forgiving one another. Life is too short to be mad, and eternity is too long to be wrong. Make things right. Tell people you're sorry. Build better relationships with your family and friends. Do things with your spouse. Do things with your children. You must make a conscious effort... To build relationship. Call more. Catch to more. Pastor Marcelo does such an amazing job. Uh, he just puts me to shame. He'll tell me all the time, I texted this person. I, te- I, I text them once a week. And I'm like, yeah, I text them about once a year. No, but he does a great job. He, he, he builds relationships. And he continues relationships. And now... I will say, I have never deleted a friend off Facebook, but he deletes them by the hundreds. If he hadn't talked to you in about a week or a month, you're done. You're gone. <laughs> he said they're just taking up space. If he don't like what you posted, he'll just block you. He don't want to hear it. He don't want to hear nothing negative. He don't want to hear nothing that, 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 that this discouraging and mad. He only wants to hear happy things. So he'll block you. I'm sorry I throw you under the bus like that. I, I, I'll be blocked this afternoon. I decree that in 2023, I will do what I was called to do. We haven't talked about that one yet, but we're getting there. What's your purpose? Do you have a purpose? Are you doing it on purpose? What are you doing? That's my question. What are you doing? I decree that in 2023, my children and my grandchildren will serve the Lord. I'm already declaring my grandkids, they're going to be great. They're going to be so cute. They're going to be the cutest because they're going to take after Papa and Mamie. And, uh, and my kids are cute. So they, they have, you know, they're going to take after my children. And uh, they're, they're going to they're have Amy's sweetness. And they're going to have my fearlessness. And uh, they're going to be smart. And they're going to be called of God. And they're going to do what God's called them to do. Because I know their parents will instill that in their hearts. But I'm already declaring it over them before they're even born. And uh, we prayed it every night. And I forgot last night. And, and I finished praying. And Amy said, and bless. Oh, and our children and our grandchildren. She didn't let me forget them. 
And so we, de- we declare that, and we're going to go back to it. But we're going to go back, and we're going to finish today. Uh, I decree that in 2023, I will be blessed financially. So let's go. We're, we're uh, in the book of Joshua today. And uh, I am only going to preach seven chapters and one verse out of chapter 8. Y'all can handle it. Most of it I'm just going to tell you, but we're going to read beginning in chapter number 1. Joshua chapter number 1, verse number 1. After the death of Moses... The Lord's servant. Pause. Now, Moses was raised as a deliverer. The children of Israel are in Egypt. They're in bondage for 430 years. God decreed it. God declared it. You disobey me. You don't do what I've told you to do. You disobey my laws and my commands. And and, and I will allow you to go. And he allowed them to go into, into bondage. Now they're in Egypt. But they're crying out to God. Generation after generation. But the Bible says they came out the self same day. You see God knows the day that you go into your problem. And God will know the day that you're coming out of your problem. And you're not coming out a day before. So you might as well just say Lord what have you got me to learn while I'm here. Okay, let's go to a different point. Maybe you'll like it better. We can get no amens on that one. So, maybe you like this one. So Moses is called a Moses leads the children of Israel out of Egypt. God begins to use him. He begins to part the Red Sea. He's got his staff. He's done miracles I mean, he's got manna coming down from heaven. He's got water coming out of the rock. And uh, he disobeys God. God told him to this time to speak to the rock, not to hit the rock. That rock was Christ. That rock was a type of Jesus. He had been crucified once and he was struck down. And God said, Moses, speak to the rock. The people were murmuring and complaining. And Moses got angry and he smote the rock twice. God did allow her to come out even though he acted in anger and he watered the people. But God said, Moses, because you disobeyed me, you don't get to go into the land that I promised you. But I'll let you see it. I don't just want to see what God had for me. You know what? You know some of the, the, the I think part of the tears in heaven, because the Bible says God, God will wipe away all tears. And I, I thought sometimes, I wonder why there's going to be tears in heaven. I just wonder if maybe when I get there, and I'm so excited to be there, and then the Lord says, Samuel, just let me show you some things. Let me show you what you could have done. Let me show you what you could have accomplished. Let me show you what you could have had had you not been so disobedient. Had you not been so careless. Had you not gone to the right and left and wasted time and had you constantly and consistently obeyed my voice and did everything I told you. Let me show you what you could have done. And then he shows me. And he says, but This is where you're at. And then there's tears in heaven. (laughs) And then the Lord wipes all tears from your eyes. And then you're half again. Now, I don't know if that's how it is. I do know he told Moses, Moses, you're not going to get to go to the promised land, but I'll let you see it. And the Bible says he told Moses, Moses, it's time to die. And the Bible says, Moses, strength had not waned. His eyesight had not dimmed. He was in perfect health. But God said, it's time for you to die. Because it's time for me to take my people further. I don't want to be the thing holding up the progress. And the Bible says that God took Moses to the mountain. He let him see the promise. And he died. 
and God buried him. And nobody ever knew where he was. I want to tell you something. When it's your time to go, you don't have to be sick. The Bible says it's appointed unto man once to die. You know what? I hope God will just tell me like Moses when it's my time to give me opportunity just to make sure I'm not mad at none of y'all. <laughs> make sure I'm not mad at my wife. Make sure, you know, just, Lord, just give me a little heads up. Now, he doesn't do that with everybody. He did that with Brother John Henry. How long, Sister Sandy, how long do you think it was from the time the Lord spoke to John Henry and said, get your affairs in order? Until the time he passed. About five months. He came to me and said, Pastor, he was still working full time. He said, Pastor, the Lord spoke to me and told me to get my affairs in order. I think it's my time. And he was still in perfect health, doing great. And from that time, he declined. And he, every time I'd go see him, he'd say, don't you pray, Lord, heal me. Before I pray, I mean, he made sure, don't pray, God, heal me. It's my time. You pray, Lord, to come get me. And we begin to pray that. And five months later, the Lord came and got him. Wouldn't that be great if the Lord would tell us all that? But we don't all get that opportunity. Some go instantly. Some, we don't get that opportunity. But that's good. And the Lord spoke to Moses. And he told him. And he had been with him. And he walked with him. And he said, Moses, don't be discouraged. And be courageous. And do these things. And he did. But now then, it's time for a new generation. It's time for new blood. It's time for new direction. And God will raise up. God is raising up new leadership. Listen, I'm not always going to be the pastor at the Lord's house. We've had 50 good years, and I've been here all 50 of them. My mama played the organ, and the night I was born, the Holy Ghost hit her. She jumped off the organ and danced all over the church, and then went to the emergency room and had me. You trying to have a baby? Get up and dance a little bit and shout. My daddy dropped Mama off. They took her in. He went and parked the car. He walked in the delivery room. They had the light, boy, girl. Back then, men didn't get to go in the labor room. He walked in the door. The light was flashing, boy. And the guy said, congratulations, that's yours. Daddy says, not mine. I just got here. It was me. I've been fast ever since. Don't, I, I don't like to wait on nothing. But I've been here a long time. But you know what? At, one, at some point, God's going to raise up new leadership. Who's it going to be? Who are these kids? Who's it going to be? Is it going to be my grandkids? Is, is it going to be my family? Is it going to be? I don't know. But God does, and God's already preparing it, and God was already preparing, and now then Moses is dead, and God raises up Joshua. Moses is dead. The Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, Moses, my servant is dead, therefore the time has come for you to lead the people. The Israelites across the Jordan River into the land I'm giving you. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set your foot, you will be on the land I've given you. From the Negev wilderness in the south to Lebanon mountains in the north, from the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including all the land of the Hittites, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you. Or abandon you. Somebody shout this morning. And say that's me. The Lord is with you. He has anointed you. He has called you. And as long as you do what he calls you to do. And do what he tells you to do. He said I'll be with you. I'll never leave you or forsake you. And you will not fail. At anything you do. Your business will not fail. Your health will not fail. Amen. Whatever you put your hands to do will not fail. Because I'm with you. Be strong and courageous. For you are the one who will lead the people to possess all the land. I swear to their ancestors. I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful. 
to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Somebody says, but, but Pastor, I, 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 I promise success, but I'm not having success. Have you turned to the left or to the right? Have you deviated from what God said? God's told you to do and the, the commands have you deviated from the truth are you over in fault and error are, are you relying on your own wisdom and your own strength or are you continuing to walk in the way the Lord has called you to walk so I'm going to teach you today how to be successful in everything you do do not deviate from the, turning to the right or left then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so that you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. See, sometimes we've been blaming our unsuccess on a lot of other things when it's our fault. We've not done what God's commanded us to do. We're not keeping His Word. We're not honoring His house. We're not loving His people. We're not putting Him first in our finances. We're not doing what God's told us to do. And then we tell God, you let me down. You didn't keep your Word. No, God said, if you will keep my Word, I will keep my Word. But if you don't keep my Word, I'm not bound to it. He told you up front that if you didn't do it, he wouldn't do it. That's how it goes. You keep my word, I'll bless you. You don't, you're cursed with a curse. Only then will you prosper and be successful in everything you do. He said, this is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I just want to declare to you today to be strong, to be courageous, to be faithful, to do what God's Word says. So I, we've been teaching you all month on we talking about finances. And we'll move off. I, once, usually once a year we talk about tithing, offering, and giving. And people, there's every time there's some who grasp it. And there's some who will get it. And I watch them throughout the year. And God blesses them. And others don't get it, they don't obey it, and they continue to struggle. And it breaks my heart because only when you do what he commanded you to do will you prosper and succeed in everything you do. It's very simple. Well, let me tell you a little more of the story. So they get ready to cross over into the Jordan. They get ready to go. It's time. They've been wandering in the wilderness 40 years. All the people who disobeyed God are now dead. There's a new generation that God has raised up. There's a new generation coming uh, for, for the, the, this last time revival. Amen. There's a group of young people. There's a group. And you don't have to be young in age. Amen. But in spirit. Joshua and Caleb in their 80s. Amen. When fought and took their mountain. It doesn't matter how old. What matters is how the faith you're walking in. Those who disbelieved, those who didn't trust God, God said, you're not going in. Every one of you going to die. And they all died, including Moses. Now, a new leader, Joshua, was taken over. And he began to tell the people, sanctify yourself. Get ready. Listen to the word. Make sure everything's right, for we're going over. The first battle they're going to fight is going to be Jericho. Now, God gave him specific instructions. But before they get there, he sends out two spies. 
And these spies begin to go through the land and they're looking, they sneak into Jericho and they're looking and they're checking out and they see the wall. I mean, they're huge. Chariots are riding on top of them. I mean, they're wide, they're tall, they're, it's a fortified city. It looks like an impossible situation, except we sang the song this morning, the valley's going to be brought low and the mountain's going to be brought down. Oh, the valley is going to be brought up and the mountain brought down. So they sneak in and they're checking everything out. And all of a sudden, somebody sees them. Hey, I don't think they belong here. And they, they get scared. And they see this person. Come on into our house. <laughs> they ran in the prostitute's house. She said, sure, come on in. You're welcome. Handsome men, come on. But they got there and she realized who they were. I'm going to tell you what she said in just a moment. But she took them up on the roof and she hid them under the straw. Soldiers came in. They came in. They looking. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw them. They, they, they came, but they've already left. They came in. They, they went and they searched everywhere and they couldn't find them. And then they left. That night she went up when it was safe and she told them to come out. And I want you to listen to what she said. We are all afraid of you. Everyone in this land is living in terror. For we have heard how the Lord made a dry path for you through the Red Sea when you left Egypt. We know what you did at Sihon and Og, the two Amorite kings east of the Jordan, whose people you completely destroyed. No wonder our hearts have melted in fear. No one has the courage to fight after hearing such things. For your Lord... For, for, for the Lord your God is the supreme God of the heavens above and the earth beneath. How do you get born again? How do you get saved? The Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you'd be saved. Here's a prostitute woman. Saying, your God is the true and living God. He's supreme. Our hearts are melted. We're living in fear. Have mercy on me. Can I tell you today, God hears your cry. God, God, God picks you up from right where you're at. He doesn't consult your past to determine your future. We've all sinned and fell short of the glory. But when you declare, He is supreme. He is Lord of all. I confess, have mercy on me. And then she let him, she lived on the wall. And she took a red cord, a scarlet cord, and she hung it out the window. And they climbed down. And they told her, if you leave this red strand, this rope, out, hang it out your window. When we come to take the city and we see it, anybody in the house will be saved. But if you go outside and get killed, it's not our fault. But if you stay in the house, it reminds me, I mean, they celebrated Passover when the death angel passed. He said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Amen. She didn't know. Amen. But that scarlet thread, amen, was a type of the blood of Jesus. Amen. And she ended up in the lineage of Jesus Christ. Tell me from where you're at today, you can't be something wonderful. God doesn't care how you failed and sinned. What he wants you to do is confess and believe that he is Lord of all. And let the blood 
cover you in your house. It got time for them to move from where they were and to come into the land. The first thing they did, well, first of all, he told them to get ready. Told the priest, you get the ark. When the priest's feet touched the Jordan River, the river backed up and stood up like a wall, and the remainder of it flowed down and made dry land, and all the people went across. About God said, today, Joshua, I'm going to elevate you in the eyes of the people. You see, they had seen Moses do that at the Red Sea. But they hadn't seen Joshua do anything. Joshua, are, are you, you, you said you're called of God. You're, you're, you're going to lead us now. What are you going to do? Moses parted the Red Sea. And God said, Joshua, tomorrow I'm going to elevate you in the eyes of the people. and They're going to know I'm with you. And he did the same thing at the Jordan as he did at the Red Sea. The waters parted. They went over on dry land. And they got over, and I don't have really much time to get into this, but the very first thing they did before they could go fight a battle, before they could uh, win any victories, before they could do anything, God said, Joshua, I need you to circumcise all the males, the men. Now, circumcision to the Jews, it was a covenant. God made a covenant with Abraham and said, Abraham, I'm going to make a difference in my people than all the other people. And it's going to be through covenant, it's going to be by blood, and it's going to be a cutting away of the flesh. And they had obeyed this command, and they had done that from generation to generation, but for some reason, after they failed to go into the promised land and they disbelieved God and they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years all the children that were born for some reason the parents knew to do good they knew relationship they knew covenant but they didn't pass it on to their children we are living in such a generation we are living in a generation of parents that knew God, that went to church, that parents taught them right, but all of a sudden they decided, I want to do my thing. I don't want to go to church. I don't want to serve God. Even though they knew the truth, they didn't teach it to their children. And now we have a generation of people who are not long going to be leading our country and our government. They do not know God. He said, Joshua, the first thing, before you can do anything, you've got to come back in covenant with me. There Joshua circumcised all the men. The Bible says that they stayed there until they were healed. And then God said, it's time. It's time to move. It's time for me to show you what I can do. It's time for me. And here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to Jericho. And here's what you're going to do. And you know the story. You're going to march around those walls for seven days. You're going to march around one time. The priests are going to blow the ram's horn. But you're not going to speak. You're not going to say a word. You're just going to walk in obedience. And I'm going to give Now listen. This is key. Remember, the first week we talked about the widow. She gave her first. Elijah said, make me a cake first. She made him a cake first. Her oil and meal never ran out through the whole drought. Then we talked about Cain and Abel. Cain brought, I mean, Abel brought his best sacrifice, his best lamb, the male without spot with blemish. And it said, Cain brought some. He did not bring the first, he did not bring the best, he brought some. He just tipped God. And God was angry with him. God said, Listen very, very closely. 
Jericho is mine. Jericho is a tithe. Jericho is first. It's going to be your first victory, and your first victory belongs to me. Don't save anything, anyone, any animal, and all the silver, gold, the precious stones, everything is to come into the Lord's treasure. Don't touch any of it. If you do, you'll be cursed. First, it's mine. Seven days, they march around the walls. Now, let me stop here just a minute. Will you give me five more minutes? Okay, I'll take ten. Just kidding. Let me, let me go quick. A few weeks ago, and this is not to, I, 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 I'm not trying to, what's the word? Just demonstration. Not trying to front anybody out. Make you feel bad. A few weeks ago, Chrissy was up here singing, and she said, Jericho, they marched around seven times. I feel like if you'll walk around seven times, that, that, that you'll get victory. And they started singing that song. And I mean, the majority of the crowd started marching around. <laughs> I saw some people coming in a little bit late, and they were looking at us like, what are y'all doing? See, they didn't hear the instruction. They sang, and they sang, and we walked one, two, and some people sat down, and three, and sat down, four, sat down. And then the song changed, and when the song changed, a lot of people just sat down. And if you were here that day and you actually made it seven times around, let me see your hand. One, two, three, four. I was there five. Out of a hundred, hundred and fifty. Kind of how it is, isn't it? We start out good. We heard the instruction, but we just didn't quite make it for whatever reason. And the, and the thing is, thank God we're under grace, and that, that was just a, a picture, but it was... <laughs> Remember how it started? If you obey all my commands, just like I tell them to you, then you will have success. What would have happened if they just went around six times and stopped? Those walls would still be standing today. But they did obey God. They did do what God said. They marched around once, one time every day. And on the seventh day, they walked around. Now, I've been to Jericho. There are no walls there. They have excavated and they found the walls. The walls did not crumble. The walls just sank in the ground. They're still there. The Bible says on the seventh time around, after six days of not saying a word, the priest blew the ram's horn, which was a sacrifice of consecration. You know, that ram didn't just say, hey, here's a horn. He gave his life. It was a consecration offering. When God heard the sound of consecration, and he heard, then Moses said, or Joshua said, shout. And all the people shouted. The walls just sank. And they rushed in. And they conquered the city. And God gave them victory. Over a huge city and a lot of people. And guess what happened? They went to the next town. A little town. It was like, okay, you conquered Tyler. Now go to Golden. Some of most of y'all don't know where Golden is, but it's where Sister Sandra is, where a lot of our people live, it's where her skating rink is. And is there is there a stop sign? There's no red light. There's a station convenience store, restaurant. And so they go to AI, this small town, and they come back and they say, hey, 
Let's don't make everybody go. It's just a little podunk town. I mean, it's no, they're not going to fight. Just 3,000 of us, we'll just go down there. We'll put a whoop on them, and we'll come back, and it'll be good. And so he says, okay, I mean, we... I mean, God is with us. If God be for us, who can be against us? We, the walls just fail. What are these people going to do? And they go down there, and man, AI comes out and whoops the fire out of them. Chases them all down, and as they're running down the mountain, they kill about 30-something of them. And they come back, and they go, what happened? I thought God was with us. You felt that way, haven't you? You, 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 you had a great victory, and then you suffered a defeat, and then you went, what happened, God? Where are you at? I thought, and the Bible says, Mo, Joshua fell on his face and was crying, oh, God, why? And God said, hey, get up off your face. Stop your whining. Somebody sinned, and I'm angry because they took what was mine. I told you Jericho was mine. Don't touch anything. It was the tide. It was mine first. Somebody took what was mine, and it brought judgment on everybody. Now, tomorrow, call all the people in. Bring them clan by clan. I'll reveal the clan. I'll reveal the person. The next day, Joshua did just that, and it came down to a man named Achan. And I want you to listen to what Achan said. I'm going to read to you what God said about Jericho first. Jericho and everything in it must be completely destroyed as an offering to the Lord. Only Rahab the prostitute and the others in her house will be spared for she protected the spies. Do not take any of the things set apart for destruction or yourself will be completely destroyed for you will bring trouble on the camp of Israel everything made from silver, bronze, gold, iron is sacred to the Lord and must be brought into his treasury he said it's the tithe, it's mine don't touch it they brought it down to Achan and they said Achan what did you do? And Achan said in chapter number 7, verse number 20, Achan replied, It is true. I have sinned against the Lord, the God of Israel. Among the plunder, I saw a beautiful robe from Babylon, 200 silver coins, and a bar of gold weighing more than a pound. I wanted them so much that I took them. Now, Did he get to enjoy them? Did he get to wear the Babylonian robe? Did he get to spend the silver and gold? Isn't it amazing how the things that we think we really want bring no satisfaction or joy to our life? Because when we're in disobedience to God, it brings a curse. And look what he said where they're at. They're hid in the ground beneath my tent with the silver buried deeper than the rest. He said, I took what was God's. I just, I just had to have it. Joshua said, go look, go search his tent, dig it up. They brought it. They found it just as he said. What did God say? That if you touch it, you'll be destroyed. He took Achan, his family, his cows, his goat, his sheep, everything he had. His tent. They took him outside the city. The people stoned him until a big heap of rocks were upon him. And the rocks are there today, the Bible says. And the Lord's anger was no more. And then God said in verse number 8, The Lord said to Joshua, chapter 8, Do not be afraid or discouraged. Take all your fighting men and attack Ai. For I have given you the king of Ai, his people, his town, his land, and you will destroy them as you destroyed Jericho and its king. But... This time, you may keep the plunder and the livestock for yourselves. From then on, all the victory, all the good of the land, all the spoil, they got to keep. But God said, don't touch the first. 
and we saw what happened to Achan. Don't be an Achan. Don't make God have to put an Achan on you. You ever felt an Achan? <laughs> Listen, sometimes when things are going wrong, you need to go to God and say, God, have I, ha- have I stole something from you? Have I touched something that I shouldn't have touched? Have I done something? Forgive me. Thank God they don't stone us anymore. Amen? Thank God for grace and mercy. Thank God for the blood of Jesus that we can just say, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm going to do better. I'm going to start. I'm going to give you your first. I decree that in 2023, I am going to be financially prosperous. And the only way you're going to prosper and succeed in all that you do is that you honor God in what you have. Give him his first. And if Achan had just waited, he could have had all the plunder. More than he could have. More gold, more silver, more everything. God said, this is mine. All the rest is y'all's. God blesses your 90% when you bless him with his 10. Amen. So we close out that one and we're moving on. But I encourage you, if you weren't here at those other messages, man, go back and watch them. And get, get this in your heart. Get this and say, Lord, I, 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 I want to obey you. I want to honor you. I want to give you your first. I, I want to see you. I want to be successful in all that I do. And the way you're going to do it, you're going to keep the word. You're going to honor the commandments. You're going to love others. Right here, you're going to love others. The greatest commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. See, if you do that, you're not going to talk about them. You're not going to kill them. You're not going to steal from them. You're not going to do those things. You're going to honor the Word of God. And as you honor the Word of God, He is going to make you successful in all that you do. Somebody say a big amen. Amen. Somebody shout, I receive it. Come on, give Jesus a big hand clap today. Father, today we just take a moment to ask you. Just close your eyes. Just, just, just get alone with God right inside yourself. And let's just ask the Lord just a moment. Lord, have I disobeyed your word in any way? Have I stolen from you in any way? Have I brought a curse upon myself and my family and my finances and my health and by touching what was yours. Well, I, I understand and I see now through all these messages this month that your word is true and your word is plain and simple. And you ask for yours first and that mine would be blessed. So, Lord, today help me get it. Forgive me for the past, for being slack, for being like Cain and just giving some. Lord, help me to give my best. Help me to honor you with the first 10%. The tithe belongs to you. It's first. And Lord, help me at my Jericho to honor you and say, Lord, I give you your Then I know that you'll prosper and bless the remaining. You will give us good success. Lord, I want to see every business successful, every home successful, every marriage successful, every child successful. Lord, I want to see every church successful. But Lord, we've got to do it your way. There's so many people searching for a different way. I don't like that way. That way is not fun. And there's a lot of people out there teaching different ways. But your word teaches the truth. Let me not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, he'll reap. Lord, I I thank you that I want to honor you. I want to honor your word. I want to honor your house. I want to honor your people. And I thank you that I will have good success. you're here today and you say, Pastor, I can see in my life where I've fed God, I've sinned against God, I've taken what was God's and I don't want to be cursed with a curse, I, I want to be blessed. 
I want to prosper. I want to be successful in all that I do. I want to honor God. Today, I, I want to make a new commitment to God. I, I want to say, Lord, I'm going to start obeying you, honoring you, and I'm going to give you yours first. You and your heart, you know. Lord, I pray that just like Rahab, regardless of her past, she had faith. She believed that you were the true and living God. And she asked for mercy, and you showed her mercy. You spared her and her family. And Jesus, you came with her in your lineage. I thank you, Lord, that you can raise people up out of obscurity and people that, that they maybe there's somebody here, their family, their friends, just written them off. But Lord, you have not written them off. You have a plan for their life. And today you want them to say, Lord, I surrender my life to you. If you've never given your heart and life to Jesus, today do that. Line, just pray with me in this building. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I confess that Jesus Christ died on the cross for me. And he rose again. I confess my confess that I'm a sinner and I ask Jesus to forgive me of all of my sin. Jesus, if I've touched what was yours, if I've stolen from you, if I have taken your first, I ask you to forgive me. Today, I start living a new way. I start obeying the word of God. I start living by faith. And I'm going to honor you. And I'm going to honor you with the first of all of my substance. Thank you for the ability to earn a living, to work. I want to be prosperous. I want to be successful in all I do. So today I declare, I will obey all of your commands. And in this, I will be successful. Jesus, thank you. For mercy, for grace, for forgiveness. I receive you as Lord and Savior. Today, I am born again. I am a child of God. Thank you. Amen. Come on, give Jesus a big hand clap.